0: For thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the watercourses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, And I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you pushed with flank and shoulder, and butted all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide. I will save my flock. And they shall no longer be ravaged, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is the word of God for the people of God. Throughout this text this morning, we have the image of God as shepherd and people as sheep. We have this ancient writing from Ezekiel. Our best scholars tell us that he was a prophet and maybe a priest of the 6th century before the common era or before Christ. He was probably writing from Babylon, actually. The Babylonians have come and... Conquered Israel, taken over Jerusalem, taken many of their leaders back to Babylon. They now live in exile. Ezekiel appears to be one of them. But he has this vision of God seeing and feeling the plight and pain of the people and responding in deeply personal ways. You can hear it as we read through these different verses. In verse 11, God is speaking and says, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. Or later in verse 12, I will rescue them. Or on down in 14, I will feed them with good pasture. And the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. Even though the people, many of them, have been taken to a foreign land, This prophet says God is not some remote God. This is not a God who created the universe and then disappeared. This God is intimately involved in what's happening to the people. This is a God who cares about individuals and the people as a whole. And this God is going to be involved with them and is going to work to save them and to rescue them, to feed them. To care and nourish and nurture them throughout this terrible time they're experiencing. Even though the leaders have violated the covenant and caused this destruction to happen according to the prophets. This prophet is saying, but God is still here. God is still with us. We can still live as a part of God's people in this covenant. This kind of understanding and care for the downtrodden is a theme throughout the Bible. Now, it's not in every book or every passage. There are other books and passages that blame the victim and say, because of your disobedience, that is why this has happened. So often, stories told and history written comes from the point of view of the victor but in these prophetic writings these prophetic writings represent the perspective of the victim of the conquered of the oppressed of those who have been abused and taken advantage of in our passage today Ezekiel refers to them as the sheep you can hear this image in verse 21 As God speaks to these leaders and these people. Because you pushed with flank and shoulder. And butted at all the weak animals with your horns. And to you scattered them far and wide. Ezekiel is saying God is sensitive to your plight. God understands your pain. And what has happened. And is going to respond. Not only is God sensitive to their plight, but promises justice will come. God is going to bring justice for the people. If you look back in verse 20, you hear this description as God speaks and says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep because you pushed with flank and shoulder and butted at all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide, I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be ravaged, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. Ezekiel believes that God is at work, and God is going to bring justice to the land. And as we remember that this is Christ the King Sunday, we know that in the Christian scriptures, they too look for this time of justice when God is at work and we can see God's work through what happens to people in the world. You heard the passage from Matthew 25 that Sarah read to us earlier where Jesus is speaking about this same kind of experience. Now that you've read Ezekiel, I think you will hear echoes from that scroll in what Jesus is saying. Let me read you a couple of those verses again in Matthew 25, verse 31 when jesus is speaking he says when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him then he will sit on the throne of his glory all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats Jesus is using the same image as Ezekiel to describe divine justice. And yet, Jesus says the way this is going to be reckoned is by noticing how they treated the needy and the downtrodden in the world. How did you treat the hungry and the thirsty, the naked and the imprisoned, the stranger? the sick how did you respond to those who needed additional care and nurture Jesus says those who are with him are the ones who respond with kindness and grace and love and mercy Jesus is the good shepherd as well as the good King who will bring justice in the world even in places where human justice fails. Ezekiel ties the coming of justice to the line of David, to King David. In verses 23 and 24, still God is speaking and says, I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David shall be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. And then, of course, in the Christian scriptures, Jesus is tied to this line of David, to those who will bring justice. But when Jesus begins to teach and preach... He extends the doing of justice to any and all who will participate to anyone who's willing to be a follower of his and do as he did you can hear it in the latter part of what Sarah read to us today still in Matthew 25 Jesus says for I was hungry and you gave me food I was thirsty and and when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you, and the king will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Any time you offer that kindness, that goodness, That generosity, the love to another in need. You're embodying the kingdom of God. You're incarnating the kingdom just as Jesus described it. Anytime anyone is willing to participate in that kind of generosity, they're helping build the kingdom of God and bring it to life in the world ezekiel proclaims good news ezekiel proclaims god is going to bring justice and jesus says his kind of kingdom embodies that proclamation and everyone is invited anyone can participate and come but there's one last warning that ezekiel includes in his prophetic vision that we read earlier it was in verse 16 god is speaking and says i will seek the lost and i will bring back the strayed and i will bind up the injured and i will strengthen the weak but the fat and the strong i will destroy i will feed them with justice The image throughout Ezekiel has to do with contrasting good shepherds and bad shepherds. Those who use their power and influence and resources to serve another. And those who take more power and use their resources to feed themselves. Or as he says to overfeed themselves at the expense and the cost of someone who is weaker and has greater need this gives us an opportunity for some self-reflection as individuals and a church in terms of our own life of faith it raises the question what are we doing to be good shepherds for those in need and Boston Avenue Church does a lot there's good news for all of us who participate here at Boston Avenue for we know that we're a part of ministries that seek out and search For the lost and the least and the lonely and those in need. Do you know we're a part of something called the St. Luke's Redemption Church? It's part of our criminal justice and mercy ministry. It works with people in prison and those just coming out of prison. And it's a life-changing and a life-transforming ministry. That goes on with those who have those kind of special needs and not only is they're coming out but we have this Exodus house ministry as it's called which provides for someone coming out of prison without any resources a place to live training programs and support so that they can become employed it restores them back into the community and helps them regain a life as a productive citizen Our church supports that ministry with funds and volunteers. And it changes people's lives. We're also a part of the circle of care ministry that works primarily with children in need of foster care. You know, there's hundreds of children across our state who can no longer live in their homes for one reason or another. And the United Methodist Church is trying to respond to provide homes for any and all of those children through our circle of care ministry. We are a part of that kind of work to help those who are helpless among us and need assistance of course you're also a part of global work anytime you give a dollar at any united methodist church a few pennies of that go to the worldwide mission and ministry of the united methodists who are providing spiritual care and health care around the world who are building churches and distributing scriptures and sending people to work for the good of communities that so many of them are like what ezekiel describes who are experiencing abuse and injustice at the hands of the powerful and the united methodist church is there making a witness for christ and whether you've ever gone on behalf of the united methodist church somewhere or not you're a part of proclaiming that good news of justice to those people simply by participating with your gifts through the united methodist church But there's lots of other ministries that are good news to people right here at Boston Avenue. We have a growing number of congregational care ministers. That's a ministry led by the Reverend Amy Venable and Melanie Linsky, her assistants. They're training people to walk alongside people in crisis. So they're seeking out those who are ill, those who have loved ones they're caring for those who are for one reason or another in a particularly difficult situation, and they walk along beside them, fulfilling this vision that Jesus proclaims in Matthew that Ezekiel saw hundreds of years before that shows people that God is alive and at work in their lives, that they're not forgotten, that somebody remembers them, that somebody cares about them. And the people who are coming are coming in the name of Christ to offer that love and the care and support. They visit in hospitals. They visit in homes. They visit in senior retirement communities. They write the cards. They make the phone calls week after week. So that people have that kind of spiritual support in those difficult days. And of course, our adult Sunday school classes do that within their own groups. So many of you have been those people caring for someone else who was was struggling, and you made the phone call or sent the card or went by to visit or took the casserole to say, God loves you. We remember you. You are a part of our family as you're a part of this family of faith. Or you could think of the volunteers and mission that we send out, a whole different kind of ministry where people go out to serve those in need. Just in the last 10 days, we've had three different groups go out across northeastern Oklahoma to help people who have needed help, some of them for two years, from floods and storms that now they're needing that help. The house is clean, but some of our people are laying floors. Some are building fence. They're helping put their lives back together together. They've waited so long, some of them all but losing hope. And then some of us willing to go and serve in such tangible ways, representing Christ, proclaiming that God is alive and is a God of love and kindness and mercy and fresh starts. All ages helped right after the hurricane swept across Texas to gather cleaning supplies and we sent scads of flood buckets to say to people there, we are with you. Here are some supplies to start the cleanup. And in the new year, we'll be sending at least two teams of people going to South Texas to make a difference, to help those people recover some semblance of the life they had before everything was washed away. So many ways. We can be those people as Christ followers, proclaiming Christ as King. I think of our compassion dinner and worship that we offer on Thursday night for people, individuals, and families struggling with mental illness. We were told by so many working in this community that most churches... When they come, they're asked not to come in or not to come back. We provide this experience so that they have a faith community where they can worship together, where they can share their prayer concerns and have somebody pray with them, where they can participate in hearing the good news and receiving the elements of communion. It's a powerful experience. When you've been a person who's Been told one time after another, you're not welcome here. We don't want you here. To have a community of people to say, come in, eat with us. Pray with us, commune with us. You're a part of God's family. And so many, again, of you volunteer to make that possible so that we can extend this grace of God to any and all who might come. We have a whole group of visiting scouts and their families today. That's another ministry of our church. Our Boy Scout troop reaches out to so many young people and their families and gives them this experience through scouting to grow up, to develop character and stature and maturity, to become people who want to serve and do good in the world. It's a powerful experience for so many of our young men and women who come up through the scouting program. I think of Sistema Tulsa. It's our after-school orchestra and choral program. Just 10 days ago, our Sistema orchestra gathered at the Tulsa Historical Society. They've been invited over to do a performance. A half a dozen or so of our chapel choir that sings at 8.30 service, our youth joined them. They played some of the most beautiful classical music ever written They also did a couple of contemporary pieces. It thrilled the crowd. It was a wonderful gift to the community. But I also know behind the scenes, it's a great ministry for those children and those youth and their families that again experience a welcome, experience the care and the love of a Christian community, experience inspiration and instruction Become musicians in their own right so that they can play these greatest works of all time. And they begin to see themselves in a whole different light. All of this, they're able to come here and experience free of charge. And it changes the trajectory of their lives. And how they think of themselves and what they believe is possible for their future. It's a powerful ministry of changing lives through music all made possible because Boston Avenue wants to spread the good news in any way we can think of that would change lives and draw people closer to Christ. It's remarkable to think about the numbers of people and the number of hours given in service to others through this church. Surely it's something to be thankful for on this Sunday after Thanksgiving, That God has worked through so many here to extend the love of Christ to others. Ezekiel says to those who have lost hope, God is at work in your life right now. And Jesus says the same thing to us. That God is alive and at work in your life. You can count on it again and again and again.